0: Well. De La de de California Weather headlines for today, yes
1: Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell.
0: Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss the theory of consumer action. Joining us is Jason Cormier, who is the CEO of Room 214, which is a growth studio that uses the coherence method across digital marketing efforts to help B2B and D 2 C companies grow. And so far this week, Jason and I have talked about the jobs to be done framework. And today we're gonna dig into and wrap up our conversation by discussing the coherence method. Okay, here's my conversation with Jason Cormier, the CEO of Room 214. Jason, welcome back to the podcast. Okay,
1: thanks so much, Doug.
0: So full disclosure, folks, I'm a happy 214 client and the coherence method is what sold me on Room 214. So get out your pens. We're about to learn you some pretty cool marketing practices. We talked yesterday about this idea of the jobs to be done theory. Jason, I know that the coherence method was built by you and your team based on that foundation. Take us through the general concept of the coherence method.
1: Sure. I think, you know, I think the easiest way to begin is to understand that every business has a function at any given time. They are launching something they are growing or they're scaling. Right. And so coherence method is meant to assist companies in growth, but also with the understanding that that growth might look like a product launch, or it might look like, hey, yeah, we've, we've got growth down pretty well, but now we're scaling, and we need some help there as well. And so that's, that's the whole idea of the coherence method. The thing that it's rooted in is what we call customer centricity. And so that is deeply understanding your customer with the theory that the more customer-centric you are, the more business value that you'll generate. We sincerely believe that. And you know, so do companies like Amazon, right? And so it's nothing new. It's just a, it's a framework. And it's something that we've been able to apply and use very successfully. The other way that I would unpack this for your listeners is that you know, many of us are familiar with various models of maturity. And so the way that we look at a business is, is we get in and, and we assess maturity as well. And there's four levels. So we look at a, at a marketing and sales organization and we say, you know, are they at a basic maturity level? In our language, that means you know, are they they've got some customer activity that they're measuring, but it's fairly high level. Things like clicks, impressions, opens user counts, things like that. But the metrics aren't really driving the strategy. Second level is what we call tactical. And so maturity level two, you know, got campaigns running. There's more insights that are being generated on a range of variables that might include things like average lifetime value or average order value, things of that nature. To the next level is level three is they're really functioning in more of a strategic manner. And so this is where the rubber really meets the road because the way we define strategic is that they are really getting into a deep knowledge of their customers. And so that you know applies to what we talked about yesterday with jobs to be done. And so that enables greater levels of personalization, segmentation, creating buyers' journeys that, that actually can make a really big impact. And then finally, this idea of level four is they're pervasive. They're maximizing the use of technology across Multiple marketing channels, they're getting the greatest, they're delivering the greatest customer value, and they're making the smartest adjustments. So, the thing about these four areas of maturity is that regardless of where you are as a business in each of these four areas, there's always going to be three variables, what we call the three Ts. And that is the time that you have to get the work done that you need to do, the talent that you have, and the technology. And so these three variables are typically what make and break companies, right? And so as a service organization, our objective, and and this would be for any service organization worth their salt, it would be to come alongside their client and determine, okay, where are the gaps with respect to time, talent, and technology? And I, I would say just bigger picture, this goes beyond any framework we're using, right? But getting into that, we now look at five elements that essentially make up the methodology. And before I jump in to that, I'll just pause and see if you have any questions.
0: Yeah, Jason, let's talk about one of those really key elements before we dive into the rest of the methodology. So you effectively you're talking about a maturity model. And yesterday we talked about the jobs to be done and you're saying really the third level, if you will, the next to highest to penultimate level of maturity is an organization that has that fundamental customer understanding. I would guess that a lot of the time, Jason, just based on comments we heard from you yesterday, quite often companies aren't there yet, right? That's your job to kind of get them up to that next maturity level and then the next maturity level, which is when they're operating at speed, if you will. And then there's this idea of your ability to execute against that maturity model is really based on do you have the time, do you have the talent, do you have the technology to be able to function, right, across those areas. So then next up is the coherence method. And the coherence method basically says tying all these ideas together, we've talked about the last day and a half, ties them all together and brings them into something that a marketing leader can look at and focus on and say, yes, here's how I need to kind of progress across that method. So walk us through it.
1: Yes, that's a great summary. (laughs) You're a good listener. (laughs) You know, and I, I would say too, it's important to understand that the most successful companies in the world are very much committed to process, not tactics. Yes, the tactics are part of the process, but that process is, it's kind of job one right? And you're constantly, as an organization, juggling the balance between people and process, right? And so maybe that's another podcast topic. (laughs) Yeah, so there's five elements to the coherence method. Again, these elements can apply to to, to all four maturity levels that we just discussed. The first element is intelligence. And so with intelligence, we look at jobs to be done. The question is, how well do you deeply understand your customer, right? And so we just call that customer knowledge. The other way to look at intelligence is just business and market insight. You know, do you understand your category, your difference? Who's your core audience, your potential growth audience? How are you positioned as a potential category leader? And what does the buyer's journey look like? So that's, that's that first element. Second element is what we call currency. And so that refers to the content that you have, brand messaging, digital assets, there's, you know, the division of content types. You can look at that in terms of medium, you know, podcast, video, motion graphic, static images, et cetera, et cetera. And you could even lump website into that, although some might refer to that as a channel. But there's so much important content that resides within that, right? And so... When you think of currency, a really good starting place is to do a content gap analysis, right? What is the content you have today versus, versus what you need to do what you want to do? And of course, you can look at that in accordance with a buyer's journey, different parts of the funnel, which is why that is usually stuck in that initial intelligence piece. So there's your intelligence. There's your currency. Beyond that, we get into the third element, which is distribution. And so that really for, refers to the channel, the channels that that content is living into, right? What does the ecosystem look like? And when you talk about ecosystem, that's an understanding of where your competitors fit as well. And, you know, channels can refer to paid media. Uh, This gets into search engine visibility, email, SMS, wherever the message needs to be, right? Even physical conferences. Imagine that.
0: (laughs) Imagine being in person.
1: Yes, yes. And then finally, well, not finally, but the fourth element is automation. So when we talk about automation, we're really just looking at efficiency, and what are workflows, what do workflows look like inside of your organization. This can get into the CRM. This can get into, you know, marketing automation. We will look at technical structure in in terms of marketing automation. You know, we're very much going to pay attention to scoring, nurturing, alerts and notifications, what are templates that can be used and repurposed. And so that's the automation side. And then finally, we get into the fifth element, which is optimization. And so as the word, you know, Directs, it's how do you improve? And what do the analytics look like? What do the integrations look like? Is there a single source of truth? How do we talk about data integrity, testing, conversion rate optimization, right? What are the cycles of learning? Are you learning in a reactive state or are you intentional and you've got a set of metrics, KPIs that are helping you make decisions along the way? So you may have metrics and KPIs, but then how are they actually, how are you learning from them? And making decisions is kind of the next step beyond just having them,
0: right? So, you folks can only listen to the dulcet tones of Jason and Doug, but what you can't see is that what Jason's really described is a stack, if you will. There's a foundation to that stack, which is intelligence. I spent a lot of time talking about why that's so, so important, right? It's, it's the jobs to be done method, but it's also the buyer's journey. It is having a profound understanding of your place in the marketplace. I think we can all understand why that's so important to start with that foundation. Even though as marketing and revenue leaders, we don't always start there. So that's that's the foundation. That's the first piece. Second piece is how credible are you, right? What is your currency? And so the, I think the the language you guys is so fascinating because there's some very intentional use of terms like currency instead of content or say brand because what you're saying is. It's a collective whole, right? I've got to be able to think about what I'm putting out in the marketplace, not just in terms of what I've written down or the medium. I've got to think about how others receive it. That's this wraparound idea of currency. And then the next level, and as we start drawing people up through this whole idea, ultimately each competency builds on the next competency. It's a rather brilliant model. So take us through how time, technology, and talent kind of help pull people through this model, Jason.
1: On the timing side, you know, that is very practical. For example, every organization will have certain rocks or goals or OKRs, you know, whatever, pick your terminology. They may say, look, you know, we've got a revenue goal. We've got to do this. Or, you know, we've got a conference we need to be at over here and we're launching a product and it's got to be done by X date, right? So a lot of the parameters from a timing perspective, that's coming from the business. Now, obviously, that refers also to the time that people have to do the work but that gets more into talent, right? So we've got, we've got to know what, what kind of timing are we dealing with, right? What does the timeline look like? What does done look like? What does measure success look like? And then looking at the talent, who's actually available to do the work, right? Sometimes a generalist can accomplish everything that's needed over a certain you know, duration of time. And other times we need real specialists to come in and roll up their sleeves and do something and by the way, that specialist might not make sense to have that person on a full-time staff, right? And so a big part of it is trying to recognize what makes sense for a business to subcontract, what makes sense for a business to train their people on, and what makes sense for them to outsource, really. And I think that even though it's tempting for an agency to just want to sell you every bucket that they have of you know the whole kitchen sink full of services, you're best served... When you have an honest conversation with someone that says, yeah, it's cool that you want to pay us to do all of your organic social media, but that's going to cost you a lot of money. And oh, by the way, if you just had somebody in-house who just lived and breathed your brand every day long, you should probably pay for that instead. (laughs)
0: What I also want to think about here, and this is something that I have to say, you know, my eureka moment, which we've referred to a bunch of times here in the last few minutes, is my eureka moment was understanding that I had as a leader been applying each of these ideas, but almost right saying, you know what, actually, I've got an underperforming landing page. So I'm going to use LPO to help us improve there you know what, we're spending too much time actually doing this thing, so I'm going to get a tool, I'm going to get a piece of software, I'm going to go automate it with this software, right? So it's, it's this idea that you're, you're kind of going and saying, I've got to do this, I've got to do that based on a present need. And what the coherence method says is, that's fine on some level, but if you're not recognizing the fact that each builds upon the other, and ultimately at the top, right, is optimization. Optimization works best when you have automation. Automation works best right? When you've got distribution that's actually coherent and makes sense. Distribution works best when you actually have currency based on intelligence. So in many ways was a wake-up moment because it said, boom, all these things you're thinking about separately as being separate actions or tactics, they're not as useful unless you think these things through. So I would love, Jason, to get a couple examples of how you've helped clients- really kind of get through that muddle, And instead of thinking about things in terms of which tactic do I apply using the method, kind of help them stand out.
1: So there's a B2B client that we've worked with that they, they fit into this category of sales performance management. So this is an organization that basically helps sales organizations not use spreadsheets to track sales commissions and figure out their entire (laughs) sales picture. Instead, they built some incredible software. And so, you know, going through the process, you know, starting at intelligence, for example, we work with them, did a number of customer interviews, using jobs to be done theory, really got a deep understanding of their customer at various levels too. So, you know, there's, there's enterprise level, there's, There's other levels, of course, really understanding the voice of the customer in a way that did not match what their current messaging was. And so the shorter story, I mean, this could be a pretty long story, but I'll just say we took a lot of that messaging. For example, customers were saying, you know, what this software allows me to do is it allows me to get sales unstuck. It's like, okay, you know what? That is a really plain way to say it. And that's great. (laughs) And there were other customers that were saying very similar language, you know, and and that, that just happened to be wonderful. Because then going to currency and thinking about what does the messaging look like? Well, guess what? Get Sales Unstuck was one of the key themes, one of the messages that even showed up in a series of ads that performed really well. Imagine that, right? So it wasn't us, the genius marketing agency that came up with that. It was just knowing how to listen to the customer and pull that intelligence through into the currency. Getting into the distribution, I just, you know, I just shared with you, it showed up in an ad. You know, the other, the other aspect that is really relevant to, to currency as well is what it did look like. And you know, part of what we looked at was the entire competitive space. And as is so true, especially with so many B2B SaaS companies. Everybody's stuck on some shade of blue, you know, and we found that to be true with uh, this particular industry and so made somewhat of a radical departure with orange, (laughs) you know, and that's just, that's just a quick side note, but the idea there is, you know, we should all be pursuing being truly different, not just better, which is a category leadership concept. So getting into the channel with ads and seeing the actual difference that it made in terms of return on ad spend and not just ROAS, but actual like, okay, we've got leads that are meaningful here. It was really powerful. And then, you know, from an automation perspective, that just, for us, that becomes oftentimes a sales enablement discussion. And, you know, your salespeople are talking, are they actually pulling through this idea of getting sales unstuck or are they just going off making their own PowerPoints and doing what they do? Right. That's a whole other podcast.
0: (laughs) That's another podcast, Jason, keeping AEs in line. But I think what's fascinating about this is that you really, the impact occurred just at that intelligence layer, right? Going back to the the jobs to be done idea, what you basically said is, came back and said, hey guys, your true value here is that you unstuck sales, right? Sales, if they are worried about the compensation, they're worried about whether it's being calculated fairly, if they're fussing over their paycheck, they're not focusing on what they're supposed to do. But even more importantly, you may lose them to a competitor, right? So it pulls that noise out. And I will tell you that I've seen this advertising, Jason, and I will let everybody in the audience know right now that the ads are indeed very orange. And I will tell you that Jason is wearing blue and standing in a blue room. So it's, it's really easy to fall into that kind of monotonous corporate color trap. So, Jason, I really appreciate your time. I have to say, I would really, really recommend folks get an idea of just exactly how they can use this methodology, even if you just check it out, even if you just look and go, yeah, that makes sense to me. Folks, really, I would highly recommend think about reading about the jobs theory and also think about starting at that foundational layer of intelligence before you move forward on anything. So, Jason, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate your time.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Doug. I appreciate it as well.
0: Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Jason Cormier, the CEO at Room 214 for joining us. If you would like to contact Jason and learn more about him, you can find a link in his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Jason Cormier or visit his company website at room214.com. Just one more link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, shame on you. Head over to revgenpod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen Strategies in your podcast feed... We're gonna publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't gonna generate itself.